Hey guys, on today's show, if you're a control freak, you're probably hurting your business, not helping it. That's the tough news we have to give to Sylvia, who has a small team of contractors but finds herself reluctant to hand off her oldest or biggest clients. The reality is, though, if you never hand off smaller tasks, you never free yourself up to be a founder in your own business. So if this sounds like you, you'll want to keep listening to today's episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. Clay and I have both been there, barely making ends meet as a freelancer, knowing there has to be more. But since then, we've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. And now it's your turn. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. I'm not sure I would even be thinking about pushing this forward as much as I am if it weren't for YouTube. This has been really helpful and I, I think a good mindset shift for me. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of a freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. You can call in yourself by visiting freelance2founder.com. We can't wait to chat with you. We'll be back with today's caller after this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store, and while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air as always is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey Clay. Hey, how's it going? So good. We are on the line here with our new friend Sylvia calling from Portugal and I think maybe our first time caller ever from Portugal. We were trying to remember. First time. My pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the show Sylvia. Thanks so much for calling in. No problem. Thank you for allowing us to be on a show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about your business. Let's dive in and, and tell us what kind of things you're working on and uh, and just a little more about your work. 
Yeah, sure. So I'm currently doing freelance social media management, as well as kind of on the side, my bonus business is doing online education for other freelancers that are either looking to get started or learn how to market themselves, mostly on Upwork and Instagram. That's where I focus on the most. So I sell courses on that and create uh, content about that online and everything like that. Awesome. It sounds like we need to talk a little bit more because we are creating content all the time for freelancers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we should see if we can find a way to collaborate. So let's let's talk about your your core freelancing business then. You said you do social media mm-hmm. management and marketing management mostly. Yeah. What what all does that entail? Yeah, so I have different types of packages for, you know, the different stages that a business can be at. Um, mostly what I do is ongoing management for my clients. So creating the content and creating content calendars and even managing the day-to-day of the accounts. Uh, but I also offer more one-off services like strategies and audits to get, um, an account rolling, if Hmm, you can say. Yeah. And are most of your clients there in Portugal or are they all over the world? Yeah, not at all. I have like, <laughs> probably I can count on one hand the number of clients I had from here. It's mostly from the US, sometimes Canada, UK. Um, but okay. yeah. <laughs> and do you find, you find most of them on Upwork? Uh, yeah, I, I would say like 95 to 99% of them have been either through Upwork or referrals from clients that have found mm. me on Upwork. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, uh, and what what kind of like are they what kind of clients primarily are you working with? I know we talked about where they live, but like are they in a certain industry or are they a certain size or anything, or is it really a wide variety? Yeah, I would say it's definitely a wide variety. I have always been told to niche down, but I feel like my niche, if you can say, are brands that I can relate to. And I know that sounds pretty vague. Uh, but if I can relate to your business and see myself helping your business, I want to work with you. Mm. I love that. That makes a, makes it easy to, to understand their vision and where they're headed and, and be mm. able to, especially like in social media, be able to speak with their voice and be true to their brand and things like right. that. Good. Well, you know, as as every as every listener of the show knows, we have guests like Sylvia on all the time. Uh, we would love to have you on the show, uh, just like Sylvia's coming on today. But everyone who comes on the show fills out a really quick questionnaire, and on there, there's uh, one question amid many others that says, on a scale of one to ten, one being freelancer, ten being founder, where would you rate yourself? And and this is to sort of give us an idea of like where your business is currently at and how we can help you take it to the next level, right? And so uh, you put currently, Sylvia, that you're at a four in your business, mm-hmm. closer to a freelancer, and that you'd like to be maybe at a seven, uh, maybe a small team. I don't know. Tell us what tell us what a seven looks like. What's what's a perfect world seven for you, Sylvia? Um, yeah. So my ideal sometime this year, my goal this year is really to grow. Um, my business in general, both sides. And for that, I want to start outsourcing a little bit more. I do have some people currently on my team, but I want to give them maybe a little bit more responsibility so I can be a little bit more out of the weeds of the day-to-day stuff Mm. um, while still keeping in touch with my clients, being there for any issues that arise and any calls that they need. 
everything like that. So I don't want to be fully hands-off, but I do want to have more time for the educational side of the business. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about your team quick. Yeah. So it started actually when my boyfriend, when he left his job, he joined the team. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and then I started outsourcing to people that I found on Instagram and people that have taken my courses actually, which has been quite kind of fun. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's like currently like me and three other people. So it's like a small team. Um, but I'm looking to either grow it or give them more responsibility, like I said, so I can yeah. not be <laughs> all the time tuned in to my clients' accounts. Yeah. So how many people total? Um, it's me plus three, so four. Okay. So four total. That's fantastic. Yeah. Are these um are these contractors or full salaried or uh they're working as freelancers, so it's more on an as needed basis. Um okay. yeah, <laughs> I would say something like that. And so you're talking about now scaling up a little, maybe adding a few more people to the team and and potentially mm-hmm. handing off even more responsibility to them. What are you finding is your biggest challenge or biggest hurdle? How can we help you maybe do that a little bit more? Yeah, I find that my biggest challenge has always been to let go. As I start outsourcing more stuff, I find myself almost clinging to some of the stuff like, oh, this I can do. I don't need to outsource. And then I end up doing most of the stuff anyway. Um, because of, you know, perfectionism and also not wanting to let clients down. Mm-hmm. Like I never want the fact that I'm growing my team that will, uh, provide them a, a worse level of service, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Clay is going to have some good advice on this, having, having scaled a large team, um, larger than I've ever grown. Um, but I, I, I guess like, I'd like to know before Clay offers some of his, his advice, I'd like to know where that fear is coming from. Have you been able to identify that? Like what, what really is your fear that, um, that the level of professionalism that your contractors have isn't as high as yours or that they don't have as much industry knowledge or that they don't have the communication skills or is it something to, I'm sort of guessing here. Is, have you been able to identify why you feel uneasy about it? Um, I guess it's it's more like a, a need to control. It's more inside than actually something that I have physical mm. proof of because I've seen their work so far and I've I barely do any edits. So it's an irrational fear, if you can say it. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part? 
posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So... So they're doing a decent job. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Right. <laughs> um, you just you just uh, have a control um, issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I, I'm curious, like the things that they are doing. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you were okay with l- letting them do those things? How did you make that decision? How did walk me through that thought process? Right. So I mostly um, have been outsourcing content creation, so creating posts every week and editing videos and stuff like that. And the reason for that is simply because that's what takes up the most time, and because I want the time that I do work with clients still to be more on the strategic end. So. Um, getting educated as one and then coming up with ideas based on what I keep learning about. So I want to be more available for that and um, not be so much Mm -hmm. into the content creation aspect of it. So is there anything on your plate right now that you would love to hand off? Let's just say you cloned yourself. (laughs) Outside of the strategic stuff like that stuff that you want to keep what what would you hand off to you to yourself um i think apart from outsourcing more of the content creation because there's a part of it that i still do for some of my clients apart from that um the next step i think would probably be someone to manage like you know emails and the day-to-day stuff that adds up in the end. Like it seems to take five minutes here and there, but when you really look at it, you're wasting a lot of time and it breaks up your, your focused work. Okay. And what, what part of social media stuff do you still do specifically? Um, I do content for some of my clients, like one or two. Um, And I do the strategy, the reports and everything like that. So why do you do it for those clients and you out, and you outsource the others? Well, because they are my longest term ones and mm. it's it's hard to let go essentially. Okay. But you're still the 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 face of all you're still the face uh client facing with all of your social clients? Yeah, right. Okay. And that's something else that I I, I don't want to mix <laughs> different struggles here sure. but that's something else that sometimes I struggle with is like, how much do I need to disclose that I have a team working on their content, mm. you know? Mm. Because like, I still like to review everything before it goes up. Mm-hmm. But like, sometimes I feel like, oh, am I positioning myself too much as a freelancer versus someone who has a team, you know? Yeah, I I think, um, you know, I think that could be part of why... Uh, maybe you're having some trouble is because on the front end with these clients, you are, you're not fully disclosing that at least not. It sounds like you're not doing it as much as you would like or, or 
as much as you. What am I trying to say? You're not you're not disclosing that uh, fully uh, to clients. Is that a correct statement? Like, is that what you just said? Um, it's not necessary. I mean, let me back up. I do have a lot of information both on my Upwork profile and my portfolio that I send clients that mm-hmm. talks about me having a team and shows my team even. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm afraid that the client won't understand that and still expect me to do everything. Okay. So I will tell you right now, as long like clients, generally speaking, don't, they don't care. Yep. <laughs> they just they don't. As long as you are transparent about that on the front end. Now, if you tell them straight up that you are doing it, but then they right. later find out that it was somebody else, now they have a problem. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem with the fact that somebody else is doing it. They have a problem with the fact that you lied to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I would say like start like at the beginning, like even before you sell it to them. Or, you know, as a prospect, like, go ahead and tell them, hey, I have a team that I work with, I manage. And don't worry, like, I I look at all the, the quality of the work before it's, you know, finalized, blah, blah, blah. But as long as you're upfront about that with clients, they don't care. They don't. And, and, so, I, and I'd add, like, and don't forget what you're going to say, Clay, but yeah. I'd add to that little piece of advice that... I think sometimes we go about it backwards and we like say we have a team but don't worry. Right? Yeah. Instead, like sell your team as as a yeah. differentiator and a selling point. Like you have this extra support and these talented people, some of them might even be better than you at some of the things that you do yep. as a company. Sell that to your clients. Like you say, yes, you'll get access to me, but you'll also get access to a team of four really talented social media marketers. We have proven results. We do great work together. If I'm ever not available, they will take great care of you or whatever. Like you sell it as a positive thing, not as a, well, don't worry. I'm still going to, you know, they're really bad at their jobs, but I'm still going to review everything that they do so that it doesn't mm-hmm. suck. Like no, uh, sell it as a positive thing. Okay, sorry, keep going. Very good point. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> and what I was gonna say is like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, a lot of people pitch it as in like my team is secondary, right? Like it's secondhand, second tier work. Where in the reality is, is that you like a lot of times like the, your team are probably like can be better at what they do yeah. than you. And more available to the client. Yeah. And it's like, like for example, my video editor guy, like I can video edit, but I'm not as good as him. Mm-hmm. And so the way I, I pitch it is, hey, I got my guy, Joe. He's so much better at video editing than me. Like He's going to do a tremendous job. And so, and, but I'll say, but you know, like I'll, I'll, I'm going to work with him on on overall concept and things like that. But this guy is solid. He's he's yeah. so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I think if you start doing this at the beginning, you'll get way more comfortable from a mindset perspective, and that yeah. will, I think, just from just from the mindset, uh, that will actually allow you to outsource things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think this is like a. I think it's a little bit of a mindset thing with with clients. And so I think as long as you start telling your clients, hey, my team is kick-ass, they're going to do amazing work, mm-hmm. um, I think that's going to 
ease your mind into to outsourcing these things? Yeah, I'm definitely, I just wrote a reminder for myself to go, go back and check, you know, the, the, the documents that I have and how I'm phrasing it just to make sure that I'm, you know, being as mm-hmm. transparent as I can. And, you know, I don't think it even has to be like as, um, as blunt as we're maybe saying where like you pause whatever you're talking about and you say, just so you know, I have a team. Mm-hmm. Like it could even just be, just, it can be natural, right? It's like, when you're talking about your process, you'll say, "Yeah, so once we sign you on, first I'll have a I'll have a sit down with you. We'll talk about your vision and your your desires for a strategy. We'll start to work on a strategy together. And once you and I have really nailed down the strategy, I'm going to hand off the strategy to some of these really talented social media marketers on my team, and they're going to run with it and they're going to do amazing work with it, right? And and then it just naturally works itself into into like the process. You don't have to like awkwardly say, "Just so you know, I want to be transparent mm-hmm. with you. I have a team." No, just like just talk about it, um, and, and again, like really talk positively about it, like it's like it's a, a bonus, right? Okay, well, I I mean, so okay, so it sounds like we've talked a little bit about this idea of how do I tell my clients that I have a team under me, but it feels like that's not the issue we started with, <laughs> right? The real <laughs> issue we started with was how do I let go? How do I uh, not let my perfectionism take over, and how do I let my team work more with my clients? I think I think our answer to the other starts to solve this problem because if from the get go your clients are aware that you have a team, they're familiar with your team members, they expect to hear from your team members, then it becomes a little easier to hand it off and not have to worry about that transition. Mm-hmm. They're just expecting it. But what what still is holding you back from handing more off to your team? Would you say, Sylvia? So, I mean, right now, what I would have to hand off my team would be those one or two clients that I'm still creating content for. Um, And other than that, it would be any future clients, which with that, I feel like I'm more comfortable with because, uh, you know, I, I never worked on their content, so I'm not as attached to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about then handing off those those few major clients that you've been working with forever. Mm-hmm. What things are you missing out on? How many how many hours a week? Let me ask this. How many hours a week do you work typically? Um, in general? Yeah. About 15 to 20, not counting my own content creation. Okay. So about 20 hours a week on on this freelance side of the business, this agency mm-hmm. side of the business. So let's just say 20 hours. How many of those hours do you spend um, creating content for these clients we're talking about that you're that you're hesitant to let go? Ooh, good question. <laughs> I feel like it would be closer to the 20 because right now I'm not able to picture anything else. Um, Apart from obviously the more um, admin side, but that I don't track as much. Okay. So I feel like it's it's mostly content creation, and mostly in one way or client. another. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so follow me on this thought experiment. Then, mm-hmm. what kinds of things could you do, or would you want to do for your business on either side, on the education side or on the agency side? What kinds of things have you wanted to do for a long time and haven't found the time for it? Can you think of any? I can actually 
tell you like right now, because this week I haven't had much client work to focus on. And I've been working on nailing down the presentations for the course that I'm launching in the summer. Mm. So it's been great. <laughs> it's been feeling great to yeah. have that extra time to work on something that, I mean, not saying that I'm not passionate about what I do for my clients. I definitely am. But something that's for myself and that I feel serves a bigger purpose, if yeah. that's not too corny. Yeah, it's not at all. And and it's it's more aligns with your long-term vision for your business. And so what I'm getting at is we've talked about the show many, many times about this idea of opportunity cost, right? Every minute or every hour that you spend working on these clients that you're too afraid to hand off to your subcontractors is a minute or hour that you could be spending on this other stuff that you feel like contributes more to the long-term vision of your business. And so every time you do that now, I want you to think to yourself, I could be doing this other thing if I would just hand this off to my subcontractors. Mm -hmm. And think of the impact if you would hand off those 20 hours a week or even half of those, right, to subcontractors. Think of the impact you could have on these other initiatives and projects that you want to move forward. Mm -hmm. I definitely need to do a time audit (laughs) alongside with looking at my more promotional materials. I definitely need to get a better idea because I was struggling to tell you <laughs> where I spend my time on. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be critical as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think though, like what, you know, what, what changes me from being hesitant to hand something off to being excited to hand something off is when I have something more exciting to replace it with. When mm-hmm. I have something I look forward to that I've been wanting to do forever that I don't have time to do, some new initiative, some new project, like you're launching your course. There's there's like all these things that you're excited to do, but you can't do them until you can find a way to let go and hand off those other projects to your subcontractors. Yeah. You just said working on my course and I put a big smile on my face. <laughs> that shows you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and so meanwhile, you're putting that on the back burner. You're putting that on hold right. while you do this other work that you're not that excited about, but you're just more scared to hand off to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, Sylvia, where do we go from here then? I mean, what what um, what's missing? Where where do we take it? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I definitely need to look into things as I'm doing them right now and see, like, based on our conversation, where I can make it better. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. Can I I ask um, just some rough numbers here? How much, like, not, I'm not asking for dollar amounts, but like, what percentage of your revenue comes from project work versus your course? Um, I would say it's about 80, 20, probably. In favor of the project work? Um, 80% project work clients that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. probably 80, 90, 85, uh, 80, 20, <laughs> 85, 15, something like that. Okay. And your co- your course is already finished, correct? Like you've, the course is like it's ready to for someone to buy? Um, it is ready for someone to buy, but the old version, I'm currently working on the revamp. Is, so is the old version just not relevant anymore or? It's just cringy for me. (laughs) Okay. So the content's still good though, right? Yeah. I currently have someone taking it. It's just, I felt like it definitely needed a new look. Okay. And how much, can I ask how much you sell the course for? 
Um, it's 47, the, the regular version, and 97, the bonus or VIP. Okay. So here, the reason I bring this up is because courses can be sold in a, I guess, quote-unquote, passive way. Um, not not to say like there's no work to put into it. Like I I I, I be care. I'm careful about when I throw the word passive around. Like it's just like, ugh. yeah. Um, but what I mean the work is, up front, and then yeah, it can yeah. sell the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we just did an episode on this talking yeah, about what passive. <laughs> it's <laughs> delayed delayed gratification is what it is. Yeah. Um, what what I mean by this is that you could sell the course. Um, I know you're revamping it, but and you, but but you do have a course that's available now, and the content's still relevant. Um, you could sell it in in like in your email marketing and and uh, retargeting ads and things like that. And so, like, and that stuff can be running in the background. And so, so I I don't know because the reason I'm bringing this up is because I know a lot of people who they hustle to try to sell their course. Like they're one-on-one messaging people and like they're straight up doing sales activity to like, to they're chasing people to buy, to buy their course. And so I don't know how much time you put into that, but that stuff can be sold passively um, where you're spending, you know, your other time doing the project work un- and you can do that until you're able to put more time um, into the course stuff Whenever you outsource, you know your project work kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's in the sense uh, what I'm doing right now. I I do client work Monday through th- Thursday, and then on Fridays I do content for myself, and that's mostly how I sell my stuff. It's oh, not nice. necessarily directly messaging people or anything like that. When I'm in my DMs, it's mostly to answer questions about the content that I'm putting out, which then sometimes lead me to, to say, Hey, I have this course, like this can probably help you out better than a DM. Um, but I'm doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, four days a week for my clients and one for myself. And ideally I probably wanted to, you know, just have more time for my side of the business. And, you know, I'm trying to move it over, um, I don't know, to 50-50 or yeah. something like that, closer to that. Yeah, I that, that's awesome that you you have blocked that. Uh, not a lot of people do that, where they, they block a certain amount of time like every single week to work on your own stuff. Um, I, I want to also recommend something to... I, I think I... I think it was on an episode. If you go look up, I could be completely wrong about this, but there's an episode where we where we had Bobby Macy on the show, um, and we talked about time. Like, how much time are you spending on certain things? And so, one of the things I mentioned to him was um, log your time, like log every single half hour or fifteen minutes. Throughout an entire 24 hour period for a typical workday. Mm-hmm. And so, what I would do is put, like, create a, like, print out a sheet of paper where it's like every 15 minute block, time block for entire 24 hours and log what you do in, in every, t- every single time slot. And then go back. And look to see what you wrote down. And don't like, it's really easy to like lie to yourself. (laughs) 
but don't lie to yourself. Like otherwise, you're you're not doing yourself any good. Um, lying lying to yourself just like it totally <laughs> it, it hurts you. So right. so go back and look to see what you how you recorded your time. I mean, even your sleep, right? Like if you slept um, from you know midnight to seven a.m. or whatever, then um, then log that. Or if you scrolled on social media. Uh, and when I say scroll, I'm not talking about like content creation and stuff you're doing for work. I'm talking about you're just sitting there scrolling, watching dumb TikTok videos or whatever. <laughs> um, like, so log that time because like there have been times where, man, I get on TikTok and like I start watching these dumb videos and like literally three hours later, I'm like, <laughs> what did I just do with my life? And so... I, I I would venture to say, like I would be willing to bet you would be surprised at what you waste your time on. Yeah. And then and then look at look at all the things that you that would uh like especially the administrative task, but like look at all the things that would cost you, you know, less than 10 US dollars per hour. Or fifteen U.S. dollars per hour uh, to outsource, right? And then outsource all those things, because the fact is, is that you, as the business owner, you earn more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least I hope you do. Um, <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah, <laughs> it took so me like, a while. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, anybody can go make 10, 10 US dollars an hour working at a McDonald's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like your work, you should not be doing $10 an hour tasks. Like, so go, go and log your 24 hours, highlight all the things that, uh, one, you're just completely wasting time, right? That you don't outsource, like watching dumb TikTok videos. Um, and then go back and highlight the things that you are currently doing for your business, but you could outsource that for a small amount of money and then just do it. And you would be surprised how many hours a day you, you would save. Does that make sense? Sylvia, I accidentally muted you. I'm sorry. You'll have to unmute to come back. <laughs> I was like, I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But yeah, I think that can lead to like a big wake up call. I can already imagine like I was, you were talking about that and I was looking back in my day in my head and I can already see just from thinking about it a couple of places where today I wasted time that I should have been working on something else or, you know, just been relaxing even. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like that could help. I do track my time, but it's just for billable tasks. Billable. <laughs> so I'm yeah. curious to know what I'm wasting my time on that either someone else could do or that I'm just being dumb by well, doing it. Well, those 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 dumb tasks are also billable, except you are you are paying the toilet. You know what <laughs> I mean? You're just throwing that money down the toilet. And so if you want to look at it that way, like, yes, you should track all your time. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that... I, I'm going to be very, very clear. That's not to say you should take time away from health or like sleep or like that kind of stuff or family time or personal time. Like, you know, I, I, I have a three-month-old daughter now. And so like that time for me 
even though I'm not making money, <laughs> is super important to me. So keep your priorities and then everything else, you know, track it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd say like in, in talking about, you sort of have these two businesses, right? And you get really excited about this uh, other part of the business that's only bringing in 20% of your revenue. But but every, like I was saying before, every every time decision that you make, you know, yes, the family stuff, the relaxing stuff, like we are huge proponents of that. You, there's no use in working yourself to death. Uh, but if you take that out and you just look at your work hours and you and you track those, every hour you should be saying like, is this the best hour I could be spending on my business? Or, or is there something I could be doing that makes me more excited, that brings in more revenue, that um, you know serves the long-term vision of my business or any of those kinds of questions. It can be so easy when we have clients uh, and when we're hesitant to outsource or to delegate. It can be so easy to just like do the same thing every day. I do this all the time. I still find myself doing this, right? It's, it can be so easy to just like do what I've always done or just do whatever other people have put on my to-do list for the day or, or whatever. And I have to stop every once in a while and say, am I really doing like what I want long-term for my business or what I want long-term for my lifestyle? Or am I just doing whatever's in front of me? Well, Sylvia, <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where, where should we go from here? Have we left anything out? Do you have any questions left that, that you'd like to address in the last few minutes here? Um, not any that I can think of, but I, I'm just excited to start looking at things a little bit differently and seeing where, where that takes me, basically. Well, that's awesome. I think it's been a fun phone call. Hopefully it's been helpful for you. And we'd love to have you tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly active. It's at the Sylvia Pino, B-I-N-H-O. And yeah, I mean, I'm also on YouTube. Uh, You can find that linked in my Instagram bio. And yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time to come on the show today. And as always, thanks to my friend Clay from GetDripify.com. Clay, thanks so much. And you guys have a great day. You too. See ya. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, The Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at freelancetofounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit freelancetofounder.com or search Freelance to Founder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder.